So this is podcast number one, and I've got my dad, Brian Kelly, and Arizona's greatest hunter, Nathan Lamas, on here with me. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, Hunter. How are you, buddy? Good, good. So uh, I guess today kind of just wanted to ask you guys some questions uh, about hunting and uh, maybe start it off with uh, what you think about them shutting some of the units down this year. But uh, what do you what are you thinking? You mean the archery season? The archery over the counter tags. Mm, I'll start first. I got. I I think some of it's a good idea. Some of these units have been pounded for so many years. These these animals don't get a break. Yeah. They start. You know, spring turkey falls into another hunt. They got all summer, all fall through the winter, through the end of January. They never get a break. They get pushed around, and I think it's better for them to relax a little bit. Now, if we had a surplus of animals and tremendous amounts of water like back in the Midwest, probably wouldn't be a, uh, as much of a topic, but they have to they have to struggle to survive here. You know, hit a bad drought. Shit, we have mountain lions. You know, we still have a lot of black bears, a lot of predation. Coyotes are... They kill a lot of deer. So that, plus getting hammered all year long just to stress on the animals, in my opinion, I think they need a break. More like a conservation type of thing? Yeah, I think we should stop opening OTC to out-of-staters, in my opinion. Uh, You know, we've seen a lot of mule deer population go down a lot of these units. If you look, a lot of these units are only open to coos deer whitetail only. Mm-hmm. Not, there's no more mule deer hunts and a lot a lot of the mule deer hunts that are, are good units that you and I and your dad go to all the time they're closed you can't hunt them no more yeah. there's no mule or mule deer is not allowed now, I'm not saying we can't go kill coos deer but mule deer for me is, is the more kind of that fantasy kill for me yeah in, in a sense you know that a coos deer is uh, I don't really care about a coos deer but getting these out of staters <laughs> out of here that's a big thing because they're taking a lot of the tags and, and it's free range for anybody in the country to come to Arizona who, you know, thousands and thousands of over-the-counter tags are gone every year yeah, to out-of-staters. I was talking to a guy a couple of days ago and he said that 40% of the over-the-counter tags are bought by out-of-state people. And see, that, that's, not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It brings good revenue, but for a couple of years, only give it to residents of arizona for a while we get we'll bring back populations yeah it's still good conservation but arizona's deer population will grow from the effect of that and not just having all these out-of-staters guys come in who don't put in for the draw they just they just wait for this otc to come to arizona and start hunting yeah well there's there's a there's a there, there there's things in the works there's a cap coming Oh, you know, some of these units are going to go to draw only. I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean, we we'll, we already have draw units only, but some are going to, some units that were typically OTC are going to go to draw. And, you know, the main thing is, is how many, how many animals they, they harvest out of each unit, right? Yeah. Right now it's just kind of a free for all. They yeah. let it rip. They have, they send you out a, a questionnaire. I don't know how many people answered honestly or not, not resident, non-residents. 
but it's hard to say how many actually get killed. But I know from central Arizona to southern Arizona, it seems like you got to get in the real, real back country to find what we used to be able to find easier. And that's fine. I don't mind working hard for it, but you could tell things have changed. A lot of the bigger bucks, are, you know, they get killed. Um, that harvest objective in each unit, I think, is, is going to be a good thing for the archery deer. You know, if yeah. if a certain unit can handle a certain amount of bucks killed, then that's it. Yeah. That's it. Probably going to be a thing. We're going to look back someday and be like, man, used to be able to just buy a deer tag over the counter. Oh, for sure. It's probably not going to be forever. No. We're going to be able to talk about that someday. No, and we, we've seen it. We've, we've been seeing it so far. And I think speaking off of what Brian said, I, you know, the, the number, 37B is a, is a prime example of this. They, they used to give out 500 tags for 37A and 37B. Rifle tags. Rifle tags, yes. And now they cut it down almost a half yeah. for tags given out this year. And so we, you, you already see less buck, less buck population. Thirty-seven B's way over hundred, especially during the OTC. Yeah. It's open pretty much December through January. So yeah. that's a unit that is struggling big time. Lots of pressure, lots of people, and more and more less deer every year. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, we've already seen them. I mean, they closed down a bunch of units during December. Mm-hmm trying to help out with that song well yeah they got they have to do something i mean the drought's bad it's hard on them i mean the population's increasing you know everybody knows about arizona now so it's certainly not a secret you go out you know in certain units in january and you're seeing license plates from pennsylvania now i mean just that never ever happened never before you just didn't see all these you know, Midwestern and Eastern license plates out there in January. Now you do. So, but they're hunting them. The drought, they got to cut rifle tags. It all leads to, you know, game and fishing have to get creative because it's a revenue problem for them. They got to they gotta make that money somehow. You know, it's going to be a real big hit next year and the years following, I think, is banning trail cameras. That's yeah. going to be huge. Yeah, it's kind of thing. It's like people like we keep evolving and our technology keeps getting better. And I don't think the deers are. So it's like at some point, I feel like you have to, you might have to slow down some of the, our advantage or our rifles are going to keep shooting further. We're going to keep glassing further. And at, at some point, the deer are going to have no chance. So you're saying we're getting away from fair chase. From hunting deer. Yeah. So... Like, I, I picked up a bow the other day. It's got, a, like, a range finder on the site. Like, I mean, it costs grand or two. And it's like, man, it's getting... I mean, it's cool, but at, at some point, I feel like the it's got to slow down or else, I mean, the deer are going to have no chance. And I think... So, with a bow... I, me personally, no matter how much you try to make a bow advanced with technology on the site, it's always going to be fair chase. Still tough. You, you still got to get into a certain yards. A bow, me personally, a bow is only effective to 80 yards. 
Uh, Anything after 80, you're, you're almost taking a risk. High yeah. risk to low reward situation. Shoot him in the leg. Yeah, especially when no, no one situation is always perfect. Yeah. There's not one that's perfect. And if you say otherwise, you're wrong. There's just no way. Yeah. Now, I think with, with how rifles are being made this year, yeah. There are some guys who will openly say they sh- shot 1,200 yards. Out of elk or deer, and how just to it. me that is not hunting at all. You're a glorified target shooting at that point. Yeah, and it's just gonna keep getting better. Like pretty soon, guys gonna be able to shoot half a mile. I mean, they, they rifles scopes keep getting better, but like the the trail cameras, I guess. I don't know. I think they've been used for a long time. It's still probably. I don't know how they're. It's gonna be regulated though, like banning that. It's like you can use it for bird watching, if that's what you want to call it, but just not for like the legal harvest of an animal. What do you think? I think it'll drop off just because, you know, a lot of people want to follow the law and they want to keep it clean and keep hunting clean. They don't want to, they don't want to muddy the water. They're going to do it. And uh, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't like them. Never have. I think they should get rid of them. I mean,. It sucks having more regulation dumped on us, but as far as I'm concerned, get rid of them. I miss the old days when the woods were more wild. You could walk around, having to tiptoe around a fucking dirt tank and having your picture taken constantly. Worry about taking a piss and having your picture taken. <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even walk around tanks anymore looking for tracks because I just hate being in front of cameras. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah. I think they suck. I can't wait for them to go away, personally. Yeah. Get your ass out there and just do it the old-fashioned way and, and have a good time. The, the big outfitters are going to kill the biggest animals no matter what. It don't matter. They spend more time in the woods. They're good at it and good for them. That's what they need to be doing. Your average Joe, well, hey, tough shit. Spend some more time out there. You might be happier to kill a two-point than some big old gnarly buck or bull or whatever you had on your truck. I'm just, I think just go hunt. Have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people will ruin people's trail cams, block, take, tape it off on the camera side or take it off the tree and put it in the dirt, you know, and mess with people's trail cams. I don't know why they feel the need to do that, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's just people like that that, you know, maybe this is why trail cameras are going away or maybe they just agree with Brian here and say they like the the way things used to be. So this. They just go feel like desecrating somebody's trail camera for no reason. Well, yeah, they've caused a lot of trouble, period. First, you know, not just competition between people and confrontations in the woods, but, you know, I think a lot of the folks in charge keep it, uh, they feel like it's like the same thing, moving away from fair chase, and I agree. I don't like them at all, personally, that's just me. They've got some that... I, th- I think you can, I mean, you can look at the pictures on your phone. You don't even have to go out there. Yeah, those have always yeah, been illegal here. The, yeah, they're illegal here. Big yeah, I guess all of them now, but that'd be, I mean, that's like, I think that's like another one of those things. It's like, it's gotten to that point. It's like, you can see if this deer's going from the, your couch. It's like, that's a little, yeah. it's a little it, much. You know where everybody in the, the middle, the Midwest and the East use those. Yeah. And I think personally, that is, I mean, them, them guys in the Midwest and the East, they, they have stands upon stands at every little tree line they got, every little food plot they got. Yeah. Now, I think, personally, 
And I get it over there. There's a lot of private land and everything else. But the, the limited access of public land is so vast that it's a guy like me to try to go out to Iowa or maybe even Pennsylvania or Kansas and try to find a public land spot to set up a tree stand and hunt a white-tailed deer is almost impossible. Yeah. Damn near impossible. And I think those guys, to me, it's not cool to look at a deer and say, hey, I just got a picture. He's at, I know where this camera is. If I go run, grab my bow, get in my truck and drive 20 minutes down the road, I know exactly what stand to sit in that he's going to come by. At what point, yeah, like, is it not even fun anymore? It's like, that's like chasing something. That's fun. Like, that's why bow hunting's fun. Like, something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's almost that. like a chore. Like, oh, deer popped up on my phone. Now I gotta, now I gotta go get in the truck and go get him. Miss the, su the surprise. Yes. I Definitely. Mean, the, the surprise of being in the woods, at least with, you know, we all have high dollar binoculars and good rifles and good bows and all that. Everybody does, but you're present. You're there. You're doing it. Hunting. You might have to climb an extra mountain, canyon, then another mountain to get up there and glass some knob to get away from people or in the wilderness where it gets real tough or or whatever. But at least you're present. You're hunting. No matter how far your rifle can shoot or your binoculars or spot and scope can go, at least you're there. You're doing it. In my, that's what I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, uh, I guess everything is going to keep getting more technologically advanced. Uh, they're going to start seeing some more. I mean, they might do that someday where you can only have a something that you can see this far. I mean, you can, like with those BTXs, I mean, you can see something about the other side of the unit. Well, like Colorado, a muzzleloader hunt in Colorado, iron sights. You cannot use a scope. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I never do that. Here yeah. you can have a muzzleloader shoots, you know, 600 yards. Yeah dial up and and shoot but i don't know i mean even if they were to limit some of that stuff like i said back to the i, don't, I mean i don't want to go too far but i mean you can you can you're gonna get by you're gonna have fun if everybody's on the you know kind of equal playing field level playing field it it, uh, it wouldn't really matter in the end if everybody had to hunt with 30 30 which is not going to happen you'd still have fun you'd hunt you have a good time you know yeah, I still want to try that someday. Yeah. yeah, you know, speaking of equal play, you know, there is no more respect or integrity in hunters no more. I don't think there's a shred of none no more. You oh, know, man. for example, you know, me and my dad, we were on his coos deer hunt up in uh, 24B, and we were sitting on this ridge. We had six bucks, all about 600 yards on the top of this mountain, and we were on the ridge below it. My dad's not comfortable shooting 600 yards with the way everything was going. So we watched, we sat there for two, three hours, watching them come down this hill. Yeah. And they're closing distance, but they're doing it slow. They're doing it on their terms. That's fine. We were there waiting. Well, this, this father and the son come up over the ridge, and we're only 60, 70 yards from them. I wave at them. They see us. You know, my dad waves at them. 20 minutes go by. They shoot at one of our... Not one of our deer, but they shoot at the deer that we've been sitting on for the last two hours. Yeah. Now some people that's may, the worst. Some people may say, "Yeah, well, why don't you shoot at two hundred yards?" Because it's not about oh, just because he has a gun that can shoot six hundred yards doesn't mean that you take a shot at six hundred yards. Yeah. He's waiting for the right time to be comfortable, and for somebody to come up and just shoot right out from under us. 
mm-hmm. uh, it really pissed us off yeah. to say the least without you know being potty mouth over here but it pissed us off big oh, time we rented that in august on we we were hunting deer over in 23 with our bows and i was sitting in front of seven mule deer bucks and uh they were like 95 yards from me and i was kind of tucked under a juniper tree and they were bedded down kind of looking at me and i'm sitting there for a couple hours just waiting for them to get up and move because i'm like as soon as they move or if i get a chance to get any closer like i'll, I'll take a shot and uh i mean in the middle of nowhere i thought but this guy comes trampling up behind me, standing up tall, like just kind of stomping through the woods. Well, I'll, and, I'll tell you how he found you because I happened to be parked on a little two-track glassing from there. You know, you know how it is. You you pass somebody, you see them glassing. They look over there, but yeah, the right thing to do is okay. He's he's got something. Go find your own animal to hunt. Oh no, they went up a hundred yards down the road. I heard their buggy shut off. They got out their glass and then they found the deer right next thing you know they went over there and hunted i guess i should have tucked myself in the trees but that's how it was i was in a good spot i didn't want to move i wanted to stay on them and you know they know i wasn't there just hanging out having a good time and they saw me it's it's bow season so that's how they found them yeah Yeah, and this guy comes stomping up behind me and I'm, i'm tucked under this juniper i mean this deer is better at 90 yards staring at me still and I'm just not moving. I haven't moved in two hours sitting there. This guy comes trampling up, and I just wave him off, and I'll just tell him, get out of here. And this guy, like, throws his hands up. The deer's right there and just stomps back up the hill. And he goes up, and uh, he leaves. And then I'm still sitting under that tree. And, uh, I mean, I, I probably wait another, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, and I'm still under there. The sun's going down little more and uh these deer all just jump up and take off and i'm like man did i blow them out and they get back on the radio and they're like hey that guy just walked up the hill went around 20 yards and went down and jumped up on those deer they all ran off and that's what the, like, no you knew i was hunting right there yeah there's there's no more integrity there is there, there is you just remember the bad ones but you gotta remember there's a lot of new hunters right now Social media. It's super popular, right? Arizona, the population's increasing. There's a lot of new guys out there that may not have grown up around it. They didn't get their, you know, butt yeah. slapped in their boy or whatever <laughs> to, to do the right thing. But maybe. they're out there now, and maybe they, they're just not used to, you know, they'll get educated, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a shame right now. I think they knew after we talked to them. Yeah, they I, I don't think they'll do that again. No, they know now. Or, Hopefully <laughs> Hopefully if they didn't know, know. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they not. didn't, but. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying all people are bad or all hunters do that. No, but it's I, like, There's man, a lack of it. If that, that was that me. Means, it needs to get brought back. Yeah, if that was me, walk up on someone, like, you see they're obviously hunt some deer you know the deer right there and this guy's already been there it's like i'd go find another spot go find some other deer absolutely you don't, you don't try to like what kind of world no. you try to stock up you're on the spo- same bug you're supposed to tiptoe out of there as quiet as you can and get the hell out of there so you don't mess up another guy that's, that's what, I what you think. that's what you need that's yeah. what i would think but uh what do you guys think about i mean people who are anti-hunting who say that uh I guess we're, it's, 
it's bad. Um, what do you think? Hunting is bad. Like it's we're it, we're not kill, bad. killing innocent animals. Like it's like I, I guess like a their movement or. Well, I don't know how many people, how many of them listen to the podcast, but basically, they don't. They weren't born or raised around it and know what goes into it. You know, I call it like the call of the wild. Like it's something in me that I I just can't turn off. They don't have it. They may not understand it, but you know, same as they're saying some some kid that grew up in the projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has got some kind of rough life that we can't understand. Well, same goes. You can't understand my lifestyle or what I do. One, it's legal, and and two, it's managed by a you know state game maybe agency, and they're a renewable resource. It's it's it all makes sense. Like you guys have heard old Ronella say, sometime a long time ago that it's basically a brand new thing. It's it's relatively new for people to not hunt. This yeah. is like it's like a new thing. Well, we've been around ten thousand years. Yes. Yeah. So for the last nine thousand nine hundred and fifty years, everybody hunted. All of a sudden, the last fifty, maybe sixty years, life's got easy. Big cities, farms, food. Now it's you know it's an option to not hunt, and that's fine. But don't rub it in people's face that do. Right, and I think, too, that <clears throat> before anti-hunters are, you know, let's say majority of anti-hunters are vegan or vegetarian, okay, they they think they're doing something but not eating meat, but they're, I think an anti-hunter or just a vegan or vegetarian, they're thinking of, oh, they're saving the animals by not eating meat, but yeah. if we look at it, we kill, and the great words of Ted Nugent, he said this on a podcast, and I'm, I'm going to quote him. He said on a Joe Rogan podcast, he said, As hunters, we kill one deer per year with one bullet or one arrow, however you kill it. Yeah. For them to eat their tofu salad or to get their salad or whatever they want to eat that's vegetarian or vegan, a farmer has to go in his field and kill every gopher, every shoe, every bird, Every rat, every mouse that gets in that bean field yes, or that right. lettuce field, he's yeah. got to kill them all. So they, so what are you, what are you guys doing? You're, you're just as much as fault for us as, as do you are them. Yeah. And I, you know, they can have their opinion on it, but I think in reality, in the wild, that deer, elk, or where, whatever animal you want to speak of. They're going to go through the most painless death with one bullet or one arrow to the heart. Either that or end up getting eat, eaten by coyotes, something like that. Or starvation. Yeah. Go without Not water and die. Yeah. Then they grow, outgrow themselves or too old to defend territory or new alpha males coming in. Yeah. And then they're weak. They're old. They start to death. Dehydration. Yeah. I mean, there's a thousand ways for animals to die in the wild. That's more gruesome than getting shot in the heart yeah. and dying in five seconds. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think all of them understand quite what it is that we do. I think they think that we just drive around in the truck, shoot a few deer, leave them, and just for fun, and just um, drive back home. I don't think. We're never gonna know. Understand. 
unless they actually come out there yeah. and see what so a lot of people are, are passionate about, really, in my perspective. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend, my fiance, now, she was vegetarian and vegan, and, and she didn't like that I hunted for a long time while we were dating growing up. And now she's killed the bi- bi- uh, the biggest buck that my whole family's ever bigger than anybody in my family's killed. Yeah. And so we went on a cow hunt two weeks ago, and she loves hunting now. Not for not for killing the animal. That's not it's not what it's about. It's about we filled our freezer with meat. Oh yeah, the killing. That's the last five minutes of days and weeks and uh, everything that goes into Monster it. Yeah. Prep. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't care if anybody's a vegan or not. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't tell you what to do. Don't try and tell me what to do. How's yeah. that? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no one. If I'm not if, if I'm not hurting you, mind your business. You know yeah. what's weird? I, I heard I heard that uh that show Meat Eater with Steven Ranella, you know, because we all know Steven, you know, he's this avid hunter. Yeah. He's got a Netflix show. Well I heard that whole thing is ran by anti hunters. The Netflix show? Yeah. Well that it's Netflix ran by anti hunters. I doubt it. But if it, they're anti hunters, why would they want a hunting show on their on their Netflix? Yeah, I don't know why they like, I mean, as many shows as they've taken off of there, I mean, Blazing Saddles, <laughs> they, uh, they, they left that on for, I mean, they keep putting new seasons out of, of the Mediator on there. Hell yeah. I think people, I mean, they probably, it's probably educational to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, But I also I mean, think that uh, Mediator's not as controversial in, now, in today's world than what some of these other, like Blazing Saddles. <laughs> you know that's a yeah you know in today's world we're not we're not going to get into it but it's very controversial in today's society and world than it, it was back then but i don't think yeah. mediator as is is as controversial in today's world yeah i think uh well i mean it does a they do a good job of showing like i mean they're camping out they're hiking like they've got like gopros and stuff now to where they can show that like the hard work that goes into it. I mean, the entire process. Like, I mean, like you said, packed, like, packed into a thirty-minute show. Yeah, yeah, packed into a thirty-minute show. But still, you're not. I mean, it, just the last five minutes is. I mean, killing anything. It's like the rest of it's going into cooking. I mean, yeah, no, they've done a good job. Cooking, yeah. camping. I mean, finding, hiking. Yeah. I mean, everything that goes into it. Like, you look at some of those shows, and it's like, man, that looks tough. Like, they're staying there for weeks on end, get dropped off on a, by an airplane. Like, yeah. One thing that looks really cool that I want to try that I saw on the Steven Ronella show was using pat goats. And those going, big ones? Going into the back country, dude. Yeah, oh. like those pygmy goats. Like the wilderness, huh? Yes. And they pack, they put goats on, like that. They put packs on goats. For like when they when they harvested a deer or whatever, yeah, and they use those like pygmy goats, not like the goats you show at four H, you know, like the big ones, yeah, like from like Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, like those. Are those pygmy goats are like, aren't they small? I don't know, maybe they're whatever big, the big goats, whatever, are. yeah, whatever no, the big goats, big are. ass goats, <laughs> yeah, whatever the big goats are, those, I, yeah, they're and, like up your nipples or something like that. No, no, no not pretty, your nipples. maybe your waist, like waist, yeah. yeah they mean, look for a guy big. like me, five eight, you know, I, <laughs> I think they were to my waist or maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm longer legged than I am longer bodied, so mm, nipple high. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good. I mean, you'd have to 
train those suckers to stay in camp or like stake them down. I don't know what they do. I haven't really. No, you just put bells on them. Bells on them, track them down. So what happens if you're on a hunt? You got to go hunt down your own pack goats. I don't think they they. I don't think they stray that far. You don't think? Well, because of the the video that I watched, the guy didn't have them on like leashes or nothing. <laughs> they all stayed together. Yeah. You know, I think he had one like on a leash to be like the lead goat, and then all the rest <laughs> of the goats followed. I'm not. I'm not that bullshitting. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm not bullshitting. It was cool. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I, I want to do it. Or like with pa- alpacas. Yeah. Pack alpacas. What about a mule? Let me say that five times fast. <laughs> what about a mule? Mules too. Heck yeah. I'd probably get I'd probably get along with mule or just grab a horse and <laughs> a goat. Some goats. Mountain goat. Yeah. Send them over here from Afghanistan. Train them. Yeah. They could probably pack out. A <laughs> probably pack out a coos. <laughs> Dude, no. Coos they deer. will pack out anything. You think? I they, promise you. Goats over here. Couple goats pack out an elk. Yeah, yeah, I think almost, there's like three or four goats can almost on. guarantee it. You think? I'll bet you a hundred dollars. Bull elk. Yeah. You think one of those could carry a whole rack? I mean, they're a set of horns. I think the guy has to carry that. Yeah, I think yeah. the guy with the short. meat, the meat will definitely get packed out. This, 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 Strap this, it all to them. Too short if you're hunting in Arizona. And they just march through the woods. Yeah. I mean, a goat would probably get anywhere you can. Oh, yeah. They'll get better. in way more places than you can. Yeah, I guess they got four legs. Are you freaking kidding me? Maybe we ought to get some. You know, even a horse will probably get to some places that we can't. Yeah, like, I mean, especially, like, hunting in the wilderness, like, somewhere you can't get your car ranger into, something like that. Pack in a couple goats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they drink less water and probably eat less food. They, they, can, eat, they can eat anything. Yeah. Horse or mule, they probably eat tree bark. Yeah, I don't know about tree bark. I don't think anybody wants to eat tree bark. Goats eat just about anything. Oh, you just got a new bow, didn't you? Yeah, Matthew, I don't know what kind of Matthews it is, but I mean, it shoots good. I've been shooting uh, target with it. We went out looked for deer last weekend and just kind of learning some new country, but found some does and I mean, we didn't find any bucks, but... That bow's gonna get it done as soon as we do. Yeah. Now, so we're all big boat bow hunters here. So let's talk about this new line of bows that have come out by all these big brands here. We'll, we'll just talk about the top three. So we got Matthews. I don't even know. Hoyt, and to me, it's Prime. Prime. Those are the top three. Now PSE is definitely coming up ever since John Dudley came onto the board. Yeah. But I think if you're talking about big three, Matthews, Hoyt, and Prime. Now it's crazy to me. Prime, the biggest thing that I've I've seen in change so far is that Prime went away from the double cam to the single cam, and it's it blew my mind. You shot it? Oh yeah. You like it? Because oh, yeah. Big Daddy Nate is looking for a new bow, <laughs> big time. And I shot the Prime. Cam. Yeah, I shot it, and it, I mean it's it's got it's the same Prime as it always been. It's, it's smooth draw, solid back wall. But it's almost it's a shock factor because the whole look is different. Yeah. And you wouldn't you wouldn't think of it, but the whole look is different. Cause I'm a Hoyt guy myself. Yeah. Definitely a Hoyt guy. Built for I'm I'm part of the built for the hunt, and we all shoot Hoyts. You know we'll, we'll get into built for the hunt That's later. A Hoyt gang. Yeah, but I think that prime was looking real good. But you know the new Hoyts too come out. One thing I don't like they did with the new Hoyts was. The, the carbon riser always had a different look than the aluminum bow. Yeah. And they made the carbon look the same as the Ventum. 
Uh, it was kind of a disappointing factor for me looking at the new Hoyts when those came out. For yeah, sure. you got to tell them. Tell Cam Haynes or whoever gets in with those guys. <laughs> one of the engineers. Yeah, one yeah. of the engineers. So the engineers, hey, man, we got to do this different. I know. You know? One thing yeah. I, I do like, though, that Hoyt did rather than Matthews, I like how Hoyt came out with the Picatinny mount rail. Rather than Matthews, they put just a hole for a dovetail sight right in the middle of the riser. Yeah. And I, I it still gives the guys who like dovetails the option to extend their sight out or to bring it in. Yeah. But in terms of abilityness, I think the Hoyt's Picatinny rail is a lot smoother in my opinion. Yeah. You ain't gotta worry about the nut going in and out and you're 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 not gonna get that much more extension with the new Matthews with being in the middle of the riser because you still have to leave your dovetail in for that nut to lock in the riser. It's not like it's mounted to the side of the bow yeah. and then you have a housing for that dovetail to go all the way out. You still gotta leave it somewhat in for that nut because it's not gonna hold forever like the housing would. Yeah. What kind of bow you shoot? 20-year-old Matthews. It's a solo cam. Still works? Everybody said they were shit. Mm. <laughs> he went over and he, bow's got bigger and better and faster, and I'm still shooting it. I told myself I'm going to kill another good bull or another good buck before I retire. Get another one? Yeah. They're cool, though. I mean, bow hunting, I mean, that's a lot more of, like, hunting than rifle hunting. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you're actually... I mean, sneaking up. I mean, like a rifle. I mean, you're a thousand. You can be a thousand yards away. Like, deer will never. I mean, it doesn't feel like you're sneaking up on anything. I mean, you can wear neon yellow and still go kill, <laughs> kill whatever you want. Well, Pink and go kill a buck with a rifle. The way I see it, that bow is so more advanced than guys had back in the fifties and sixties yeah. shooting recurves and this and that. They killed deer, so I'm, in a way, I kind of just want to keep going with it like i mean i can get go down I, to a recurve i can certainly get faster but yeah i, I kind of like it in, in a way yeah well I, from the matthew solo cam let's look at the the two matthews you guys have from the matthew solo cam to the matthews triax that you got yeah i mean it awfully looks different the mechanics of the triax with the cams limbs limb pockets the efficiency of the bow I mean, that technology has gotten so much more better in a sense that what more can they do from from last year's model with Hoyt, Matthews, PSE, Prime, even Elite, whatever bow you want to say. Yeah. How much more can they make different? The camps have been the same for the last two to three years. The risers have been the same. Almost everything's been the same, but except for little cosmetic details of Hoyt putting the shortstop stabilizer at the bottom of the riser, or Matthews putting the inline system in their in their new bows, and, uh, and then there's not even new names for it. We got the V3X and the Ventum Pro. It's the same exact bow. Just the only difference is, is Hoyt moved the shortstop down and. Matthews put the inline in the riser. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's no difference. Every, I, I, I think they're like toothbrushes. How many times <laughs> can you reinvent a friggin' toothbrush and put it on a commercial house? <laughs> it's the next best, greatest thing. Yeah, I just got to give it a cool name. 
But I mean, like the like the side I looked at the other day, like you pull this side up, I mean, like it like has like Bluetooth to your wrist, like it's got like a Bluetooth watch that you wear with this site, and like you pick it up, and there's a button where you hold your release at, and like as soon as you press the button or let go of the button, whichever it is, it it gets your yardage and puts a red dot site right there. Really? So it's like whether you're at 20 yards, you're at 120 yards, whatever it is, you let go of this yardage and it's like now. Mm. Like you have a red dot site right on there. Shoot, like that's like, that's pretty advanced. I mean, that versus like, I mean like the single pins, like I was looking at one of those and I kind of opted out because I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to be up. I mean, 30 yards away, this deer's moving around, and I got to keep ranging, dial my pin, range again. I mean, I went for, like, the, the three-pin slide, so I got my 20, 30, 40. And then if it's further away, I probably have a little more time to, to dial in like that. Yeah, but, I, mean, I think personally, because uh, I, shoot, I shoot the spot hog single-pin side. Do you? And I've had enough time to range eight yards. Really? And dial eight yards, so I had enough time to dial 30 yards or even... 60. I leave my site when I go into the field. I leave my site at 65. Really? That's that's if I get in close enough to 65, I'll shoot. But if I know I can get in closer, I'll get in closer. And when I range, if I know I did my job as a hunter, I know I have the most amount of time to click a button on my range finder, dial my pin to 20, 30, 40, whatever the yardage is, and still be able to pull back. If I did my job. Now, yeah. you know, everybody as hunters, we get surprises. Well, we walk over the next ridge and like, oh. They're right there. Oh, they're right. Yeah. The holy crap. They're all looking at you now. And then you're sweating because you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's one of those like, oh, gotcha moments, man. Like, you're not ready for that. That's a surprise. But I think if you do your job as a hunter, you're going to have the most amount of time or most efficient time. Yeah. Whether you're rocking a single pin Three pin slider, a, fi- a fixed five pin. He's got a fixed five pin. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I, I hate picking up a. I try to pre range everything best I can when I sit down because that's what I do. I just cringe at picking up a range finder when they come in. I just always think they're gonna see me and and blow them. And I don't shoot very far anyway, so <laughs> I can't. Five pin. Yeah, the five pin. I like. I almost get like it's like it's a lot in front of my face. Like yeah, looking so through one of those. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then it's hard because, you know, if if, if you like a, a 20, 30, 40, 50 yeah. on the on the pin, 20, uh, 20 through 60, then, you know, if you're at 80 or 70 yards and you know you're comfortable, but then, you know, you're either stacking pins, which can be very, very low, low risk, a high risk, low reward situation, or you... you now we're forced to stock in 20 more yards and a time of situation where it could be, oh, it's now or never. Yeah. Maybe not, ha- maybe having a fixed five pin. Or now if you're like t- 30 through 70 or, or 40 through 90, now that could be a different story. But me personally, I don't, I don't think no one needs a 90 yard pin anyways. But like you said, technology is going so far. Yeah, I mean, a red dot side on your bow now. That's, I mean, I didn't buy it, but I, uh, I thought that was pretty crazy being able to shoot like that. Like it, the thing that's cool about bow hunting though is, I mean, it's like, like when I'm down, like hunting down South, it's like, 
you're, you're like the spot and stock, like getting barefoot, walking through the woods, sneaking up, be- belly crawling in. I mean, trying to get close enough to shoot a buck. I mean, that's cool. Versus, I mean, rifle hunting's cool too, but it doesn't feel, it's not as tough. I mean, it's not as, it's not as, probably not as rewarding as, I mean, unless you put a lot of time into your rifle hunt, I mean, it can be rewarding too, for yeah. sure. But like a bow hunt, like a tough stock, something like that. Would probably, oh yeah. All I mean, the, it, all the failures is fun. Yeah, it's that'd fun. be tough to beat. You know, I, I killed my first deer in back in 2019 with a rifle and then uh-huh. the next month I went and bought a bow. Because I was happy that I, I, I killed my first deer with a rifle. Yeah. And it took me forever. I mean, like, you know, I've hunted through high school, but I was never really into hunting as I am now mm-hmm. through high school because I, I wrestled. And wrestling is during the whole hunting season, pretty much. <laughs> it's from the last week of October till the middle of February. There was no more hunts, pretty much. Yeah. And you know, once I, 2019, I'm out of high school, I shot my first buck. I mean, I was hooked, but the it was almost too easy. It was almost too easy the way it happened. How many yards you shoot it at? It was at a. We literally we drove up. We got out the Ranger. My dad goes left. I go right. Yeah. I look down and there's two bucks right there. I mean, they they had to be within a hundred yards. Oh. Hundred to one hundred fifty. A perfect eye vision. I didn't didn't even need binos to look. I mean, right clear there. as day. They're right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm running back. I'm like, Dad, there's two, Dad, there's two bucks. He don't even have his rifle in his hand. It's still in the Ranger. He's like, oh, oh, we're so we both start <laughs> freaking out. We're trying to get over there, and then then bucks are still sitting down at the bottom of that little uh, draw right there. Yeah. And sh- done. Boom. Two right bucks there. down. Opening morning, eight a.m. Like it couldn't have been perfect, but it also could have been more easier. And then after that, it was like, you need to do this, something is else. this what rifle hunting is? Is it is this how easy it is? Not always. No, not always. Yes, <laughs> no. I've learned not always. But after that, my mind was just like that was so easy. What I need a challenge. Yeah, uh-huh. what the hell was that? Well, yeah. you know, yeah, and it all changes depending on what you want to, what you're looking for. You know, if you're being more selective, any buck, or if you're looking for a certain buck, then it, days on end turned into lots of country hiked and. Weeks, weeks, however long as your hunt is to to try to find what you want. Yeah, rifle hunt can be tough too. Damn right. I mean, yeah, I mean as tough as you want it to be, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. But yep. the bow hunt is just there's just it's just different. I mean, you're like almost you're like you're with them. Yeah. Like you're with the deer. You know, I think it's funny. <clears throat> I got a good story. You know, now that we talked about out of state hunters and how I want to get rid of them, but a lot of my friends are out of state. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys don't listen to this. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> my friends, I wasn't talking about you guys. I wasn't talking about you guys. You yeah, guys everyone okay. else. Everyone else, though. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had a couple of my buddies come with me. Yeah, how would you like it if we couldn't go to Kansas or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I got to say to that, gonna, I, I don't need to go to Kansas, okay? I do, I do. I'm going to Iowa. They're going to start a sh- petition go against us. Yeah. Shut this podcast <laughs> down. These motherfuckers. Ooh. Yeah. So... I bring him out, my buddy from California, I bring him out, we go down to this spot early morning, and it's still, the sun's not up yet, so I say, hey, just pull off right here, and we'll just sit and wait, we're going to take a little nap. So Rival hunt or deer hunt? I mean, it's a bow hunt, hunt. OTC in January. Yeah. So. What time is this nap? Daylight? 
No, it's still dark. Oh. We get there super early. Oh, too early. Like, okay. we left way early in the morning. Yeah, so you guys take a nap. He's all excited, and I'm like, okay, I'll get up with you, you know. <laughs> I, we're cooking. I'm making the coffee, and, you know. So I tell him, I said, dude, get ready. Get ready to get out, because there's going to be deer. He didn't, he didn't believe me. He didn't believe me. I've been hunting there for a long time. I, like, I'm confident that we're going to see bugs. Yeah. You go to this little place. Deer. Right All there. All right there. I said, dude, get out. And he's not even ready. His bow's in the back seat. My bow's in the back seat because I'm worried about him getting a deer and not me. So I said, oh, you messed up. You messed up. Big time, buddy. Blow him? Could have been done. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we blew him hard. Gone. But it's one of the things where I was like, dude, you, you don't listen. You, you got to listen. Yeah. To what I'm saying. I'm not going to smoke up your ass. I'm telling you this because I know. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I, I told him, right off the road, you just step off the road about 10 feet and yeah. you put an arrow in it. Yeah. Didn't listen. Didn't listen. Man. Now we're was, home empty handed. There was one time uh, me and Nathan went down there for the over the counter tag and uh, I had this, uh, I had a Fox Pro game call and. We were sitting there, and I was like, you know, it's, this whole spot and socks getting tough. Like, let's try something different. I was like, let's call these deer into us. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so we get up on this knob, and uh, we kind of run the Fox Pro down a little bit after we get some bucks spotted. And, uh, I mean, they had to have been, what, probably three, 500 yards away, something like that? Yeah, I think they were like 475. Yeah, and uh, so we... Put this, I think, fawn call on. A distressed fawn. Yeah. To try to bring the does to us and the bucks would follow, hopefully. That's what we were trying for. And I remember sitting up on this knob watching watching Nathan go down there. And I mean, these deer would, they would look up at it. And I mean, they could care less about, I mean, well, they might have stepped in a little bit, but I don't think, they didn't come running, that's for sure. Yeah, they weren't too interested, that's for sure. No, not in a distressed fawn. So, I mean... It ended up turning into a... It might have made the spot and stock worse. Like, they might have thought something was out there already. We got a distressed fawn. They are probably thinking maybe coyotes out there or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but they were not coming in. But ended up... I don't, what happened? I mean, you got, what, pretty close to those deer that time. Yeah, you know what happened? You're not good with directions. That's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's what always happens when you're on that end of the... <laughs> You're up top. You got the best view. I go down. Hunter goes, yeah, they're, I'm up right in the middle of this little ridge line. He yeah. goes, they're about 100 yards from me down in the wash. I said, cool. <laughs> so I go, I keep walking. <laughs> and he goes, stop. A buck is looking at you. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way a buck's looking at me. They're 100 yards. There's a brush line. And they're down in the wash. There's no way that they're seeing me. Yeah. He goes, okay, walk again. Walk about 10 steps. Stop, a doe's looking at you. <laughs> and, and, and my dumb ass is, is probably like my fourth time going bow hunting. Didn't have an arrow knocked. Yeah. I have a brand new bow. I'm, I'm, I'm just like looking down while I'm walking so I don't crunch on sticks as I'm trying to stalk in. Yeah. Still trying to learn how to stalk. Yeah. And he goes, stop, dude. They're looking at you. What do we have? Earpieces or radios? Uh, Earpieces. And I look up. Oh, 
the big the big three by three was a forty-five yards looking at me. And I I tried everything I could to knock an arrow, but I was done. Forty five yards. I, you I know thought I remember was close. I remember looking back over at you and just saying, <laughs> giving you the bird. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. I was like, Your your directions are the worst. Man. Yeah, I mean it's way different once you get up close. Like once you're in, like like it looks easy. Like you got it all mapped out when you're a few hundred yards away, you got it all you're glassing them, but once you get in there it's like everything looks different. Yeah. What about uh the tell us about a stock that you've blown. Jeez. One of them. Thousand. <laughs> I can't even I don't remember one in particular, but lots. Yeah, I remember uh that's that's the fun part though is messing up and learning it's you know yeah it's it's fun one time we were down south by the border and i was uh i was by myself and i glassed up a nice big four by four buck and i counted right there on that knob that i was glassing him on and there were 20 does with him and i'm like big well pimpin'. yeah he was big he was like the hugh hefner of deer <laughs> oh <laughs> and, i remember yeah that was the same day yeah, and so I uh, I glassed them up, and I mean I was using my Onyx, like put trying to drop me a pin where they were at, because I was uh, I don't know thought that would help me from where I was glassing, and because yeah, like I said, once you get around there, everything looks different. So I march around this mountain to the other side of this canyon here, and um, I try to sneak up the backside on the of these deer, and. Uh, I mean, I I didn't know how close they were to the top. I guess I mean I knew they were close to the top, but like when you're walking to the back of a mountain, everything looks close to the top. Yeah. So I took my shoes off at the bottom, socks off, <laughs> and I'm walking up barefoot, and I mean I'm getting cactus in my feet the whole way up, and I'm like it's gonna be worth it. This buck's huge, like he's a big four by four mule deer, and I I finally get to the top, and I'm like there's twenty deer here, like I would see them, like I would see them. And I'm like belly crawling up top and I stand up and I'm like, well, that's it. And as soon as I stand up, I mean, 20 deer just take off down the mountain. Huh. Like they, they had to have been pretty close, like yeah. 40 yards. I mean, I didn't even see them. I don't know. Tucked behind the trees. Yeah. Perception can definitely be off. Yeah. You know, I went it's to tough. first out of state hunt in Utah and we're like a couple miles across this ridge. And I've got this nice big buck. Yeah. In velvet. And I'm like, it looked, the mountain looked pretty open going down it. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty open. I said, I, I, we're going to drive. I'm going to walk around and get on get on top of that and work my way down to him. I get on the other side of that mountain. And I mean, it is like finding a needle in a haystack. <laughs> I was like, I have no clue where this buck is. You have a spotter? No. No. I did not. I mean, I did, but yeah. he couldn't see me. He couldn't see where I was. Yeah. And I, I couldn't call him, couldn't text him, trying to find him. And I, oh, I mean, I, I never found him. It's I tough. probably walked up and down the, the whole, and he took, Bob, his name is Bob, he told me that buck was just laying there the whole time. You mm. walked up and down there how many times? I said, at least 10. <laughs> and never saw him. It's never. And he never saw me, apparently, because he was laying at the same spot. The whole time. Man. <clears throat> so I was like, man, it's a lot harder than it looks. It's hard. I mean, I don't know how many stocks I've blown. A ton. And it's like you get better after every time, I think. 
I mean, with your wind direction and, I mean, how you sneak up on them and, I mean, all yeah. kinds of things. But oh, yeah. You remember your first deer? No. No? Like, first deer ever? First deer. Oh, let me think. Uh, I think so. Or was it? I think Central Arizona, I think. Meal deer, probably. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Just kids, you know, out there. Young, hunting. Yeah, that's when you get that buck fever. I remember my, my first deer after, I mean, right as I shot it, I mean, just started snowing, like celebration. <laughs> like, <laughs> first deer ever. It was cool. but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's addicting. Definitely. For sure. I think, I think if, you ha if you have thoughts about hunting or want to know more about hunting, Go look at my YouTube channel and message me on Instagram. What's your YouTube channel so everyone can find it? Nathan Lamas. Nathan Lamas. Yeah, the first video that's going to pop up is a, a highlight video of my wrestling. Go ahead and check that out. Watch your boy. But, and then after everything else, I think that the next video is my dad's bear hunt. That was an epic. And that's, epic is like throwing around loosely, but not You got too. a preview? Yeah. I'll sh what's the what's the quick Here, the quick preview? Check the preview out, right now, on uh, Nathan Lamas. Look, so this this bear hunt, the coolest thing about this bear hunt was watching the dogs work. If you've never seen dogs hunt dogs, find a bear trail, and just <coughs> woo, 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 and they're gone. Yeah. I mean, one second they're there, the next these dogs are gone, and it's cool to watch it work. And that, like I said. It's a whole different perspective that you got to come along for. Check it out. Yeah, you guys go check it out. Well, thanks uh, thanks for being on this podcast with me. Appreciate you guys. It was good. Yeah, thank thanks you for having us. All right.